attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Beauty and the Beast's box office potential against week two of Kong Skull Island are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, guy from the end of King Kong? It was Beauty killed the beast. I'm hearing mixed reviews about the Kong from people in this very room, quite frankly. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, somebody said it's mostly dumb. Yeah, that'd be me. Was there not a giant monkey in it? Oh, I didn't there say was. it wasn't mostly dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> All right, we're coming together on that. It's mostly You're confusing. Dumb. You're confusing the points. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the, here's the idea that, that the brilliant guys had at the movie studios. I know what we'll do. We'll put it out in March. No one will be putting a movie out in March, and now everybody's putting a movie out in I March. No, it's summer already, So right? I don't even know if these any of these films will have legs anymore. Yeah. I... Kong has big giant legs. Uh, that's true. Giant that. legs. <laughs> hey, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys network. You know we have a goddamn red, white, and blue American right to eat cotton candy and ride roller coasters. This is where movies and comedy <laughs> collide, happening every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, here in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. This is a brand new show, and these brand new shows are offered up every week. Absolutely, Paul. I'm looking around the studio, and I can't help <laughs> notice uh, a few upgrades, and they look a little pricey. So I hope you're not exactly expecting me oh, to to foot the bill. Foot the bill. I will I mean, not. I, correct. There is a television in the back if you yes. if you're watching. Now, normally, where we have a styrofoam sign, there is now a TV screen with our logo on, which it. I think qualifies as an upgrade. When you go from styrofoam, I to see what TV. you're saying. Yes. No, there was there's still no charge for the show. Oh well, the then show does is this free. Thing get cable? Can we get the game on it? <laughs> you can watch on YouTube. You can watch iTunes. Whatever it is, it's free. You can watch on TubeTube if you're right here with us in the studio. Yeah, just search uh, Yahoo, Bing, or Google. 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 And we come right up. Settle in and enjoy as we take you through the upcoming weekend and new movie releases. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. Are you sure you're using that thing correctly? Bart Caius. Hey, this is a private residence, man. And Adam Witt. <laughs> Bet you buy a hat like this, you get a free bowl of soup. Oh, it looks good on you, though. Now, we had a guest scheduled, Josh Gad, who plays LeFou in Beauty and the Beast, mm -hmm. right? And it, but there's controversy surrounding his character. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but Disney, nevertheless, withdrew his appearance on our show. So we have to do something we've only done once before. We're going to have to go to the emergency chamber. Now, Adam, what does the sign say in the emergency chamber? Uh, it says, in case of show emergency, break glass. And we have no guests, so I say we do it. Oh, look! <laughs> <laughs> I look, told you, God. told you air holes next yeah. time. Oh, God, air was, holes. I've been holding my breath that entire time. <laughs> uh, sorry, we, we moved through the opening as quickly as oh, we could. Oh my gosh! I miss my family. You know, this is going to affect his mind because he's going to have lost oxygen. Oh, God. He he's getting an excuse sure. the whole show. Yeah. It's we have, like we don't three have months. <laughs> One, two, three. There you go. Actually, speaking of threes, this is the third Ooh. appearance of our uh, emergency guest who's come on the show here. This time by himself. Last time he came with a couple of other yeah, people. Yeah. A stand-up comic. No, you put them away, too. They're dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> so be it. He's we just eaten wanted them all. you 
Tony Sam, gone. Ryan yeah. McKee, off them. They're not done. Much, not much eating on that, uh, Tony Just Sam. Just because we want you, the stand-up comic whose new album, This Guy, debuts on Sure Thing Records March 30th, Ron Babcock. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Good to have you me. back. It's always a pleasure to come back to the Admirals Club. But you've and never been an emergency guest before, right? Yeah. No, this is my first time uh, here Coming in off as the an bench. emergency. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> for emergency <laughs> entertainment purposes. <laughs> I don't think it's repeated all this time. It sounds like, well, we had no choice. <laughs> and that's going to go on the whole time. That's my emergency <laughs> yeah. tone. You understand? He's here already. Oh, okay. so, yeah, that were, happens with. I should have warned people wait, earlier. Wait, wait, I just got an alert on my phone. That Ro- yes, Ron's going to be on the show tonight. It's an Amber alert. I yeah. kidnapped the kid. <laughs> should go out to all phones. Yeah. That is a great way to get to view. You got to promote your album. Go kidnap, go kidnap a kid. You'll yeah. get out. All the Amber Alerts goes to every phone. Yeah. It's and don't just let them know what truck you have. Let them know your name and the yeah. release date. Yeah. Send a link to a promotional video on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. He looks like swipe, this. Yeah. <laughs> you swipe on the Amber Alert. It takes you right to your website. Which It'll is? still result in like 100 sales. Uh, <laughs> website is heyron.com. Heyron.com. Hey, Ron. Uh, and as ever, uh, we're going to bring you our signature event of every show as we provide detailed and comedic movie previews. There's only one major movie to preview this week. I didn't want to do like last week, though, where we just talked about the one movie. So we're through in an indie this week as well. So stick around as we cover another live-action Disney film translated from an animated classic. It truly is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and later in the show, <laughs> another film called The Belko Experiment. Hmm. Even though it sounds like an intolerable Fox News show with a host named Belko, it's this. All employees, lend me your full attention. Hey, it's Jesus. Your chance of survival increases by following my orders. Your task is simply this. Kill three of your co-workers, or we will kill six others. Hey, all the lines are dead. <laughs> we need to evacuate the floor. Thank you. Come on, it's a joke, man. I would just kill people. We need to evacuate the Admirals so Club. Karen's picking out the three Karen's and left already, Ron alive. Yeah. yeah well, I'm technically not a, a co-worker, <laughs> so I'm more of a temp, I guess. <laughs> well, what if there's a temp at the Belco oh, company? Oh God! Yeah. I hope I they, hope they hire me full time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that first guy to go, right? I mean, that would yeah. be the that would be to totally my assignment. I always got those kind of assignments. Well, this has got a sinister sense of humor. That would be funny if they all immediately go for the temp. Like, like, all right, we got to kill. One, we got you. <laughs> That's uh, James Gunn, maker of uh, what Slither and Super and all, and Tromeo and Juliet. Was that him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. And I now would... with Guardians of the Galaxy's caretaker making, uh, producing, and writing this horror film. I would immediately kill the person who doesn't shower properly. Mm. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I, oh. I feel like James Gunn just saw he played Portal. And he's like, all right, got my movie. Because it's it's basically Portal, the video game. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like a psycho, like robotic voice. And then it's like, oh, yeah. please follow the instructions or you will die. And I'm like, oh, this, which I like Portal. Yeah. So I'll probably like the movie. Yeah, Portal's the been... one where you go in one side and you come out the other and you got to put your holes. you got to put yeah, holes around yeah, places. It's, it's like Belco, but with more holes. <laughs> My friend Danny Rain was in oh, the this short plot film. Oh, plenty of holes, of Portal. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, the little, they made little... Uh, Short films based on that. On that game. Sorry, Bart, you did you have Bart? a joke? I said, oh, oh, this plot has plenty of holes, right? <laughs> Thank you. Doesn't this kind of make you think of Blinko? Isn't there a game? Blinko. Blinko. Oh, that's a, yeah, now that you mentioned Blinko, there is a show called The Wall, right? A game show? Yeah. Did and it ever it's just air? Blinko. It is. Yeah, Any of us yeah. could have invented that show. Like, we all have Blinko. It's so Blinko, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so we could take any 
part of Price is Right and make a whole show. I want the mountain climber. It's like it's, we could do the wheel, but like you know, just see if like a whole village can get together to turn the wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they like, have just to make work a together. Huge wheel. Oh, yeah. That's how they release Kong, I think. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, also opening this week. We're not covering it. I don't know. I, it snuck up on me. It's train spotting too. Is what? that this week? That's this week. Oh my goodness! Justin Kaufman interviewed him on uh, WGN. Who? Danny Boyle? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's the reason to see this. Oh. And we've Danny interviewed Boyle Justin makes. Kaufman. So and we have. So in a way, know, in a way, we've interviewed Danny Boyle. We are. What was your degree. interview with Justin Kaufman, who later interviewed Danny Boyle? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if he sounded like a guy who, at one point in the future, would interview Danny Boyle. Yeah. Wow! You can hear this. Really? You could yeah. even see it back and then. And a lot of rappers in between. That's amazing. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of rappers. And in a lot of Chicago politicians. Chicago politicians. He had the stink of Chicago politicians on (laughs) Justin Kaufman at WGN, Mm -hmm. for any of those who don't know. If you don't know what he looks like, he looks exactly (laughs) like me. Like Ross (laughs) Adcock. It's a shocking... I edited a video once, and... I saw I was editing footage of him from the back, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I talked to that girl at that party." And I was like, "Oh, that's because that's not me. That's Justin." <laughs> Have you one of the other decided maybe lose the facial hair and then you can s- mm-hmm. separate no, yourself? It's Freaky a weird, Friday with it's Justin. Like, it's a Highlander thing. So the next time we see each other, one of us has to. Be, it's a thing. Yeah. So yeah. It can be only one mustache. Uh, also, if we mentioned this television in the back. We're going to an all-video format yeah. in the middle of April, so we'll have one more showcast next week. That'll be it. And we'll come back so strong. So no more audio, just video. Yes, mo- pantomime the, video the whole will thing. Have a lot of oh. <laughs> Video and audio? It's crazy. Oh, okay. All right. A lot, of, stuff. a lot of vodcasters are not doing <laughs> silent. <laughs> <laughs> are not doing silent. Uh, we, we're not going to. Although I would love a, a, a special one-off vodcast episode just to see what you guys <laughs> we'll do. See, yeah. see if we can make that happen. So please... Uh, Go to themovieguys.net, check out our social at the Movie Guys on Twitter, the Movie Guys on Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. We're the Movie Guys. We got all the Movie Guys handles. Keep track of what we're doing so we can so you can find the new show once it gets out there. Yeah, it's that'll cool. be uh, yeah that'll be next. Uh, so when you hear like a movie month. drop here, we do we do all these audio bites? Well, they're gonna be up on the TV now. We'll be pointing at them and we'll interactive. We can point at stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. I can point right now. Yeah, I'm well, Karen just did. Right. Who yes. she wants to die on <laughs> the table. Let's get to our first film, the French fairy tale we've all heard before. Oh, they help win a war? No, it's the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of Belle, a young girl with dreams of an adventurous life beyond her small, safe village, but who ends up being kidnapped by a beast that lives in a haunted castle in the woods, mm-hmm. along with a talking teacup, candlestick, and clock. Ah, uh, yes, much more believable than the French helping win a war. Okay. <laughs> Bart, I don't believe you're the guy to talk about this movie. So, Adam, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. You haven't seen anything yet, Vermin. Beast mode! <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> How obvious do you like your metaphors? Beauty and the Beast comes to say... That looks can be deceiving, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's an especially empowering message to the hundreds of women that lost the role to Emma Watson. (laughs) For those unfamiliar with this well-known story, here's a summary. A mythic noble man-beast meets Catherine, a savvy assistant DA in New York, and he shows her a secret utopian community of social outcasts living in a subterranean sanctuary. Adam, that's the TV series Beauty and the Beast, not the movie. Oh, well, don't tell Ron Perlman. (laughs) Now you pissed me off. 
Okay. This, clearly, you're not the right person to talk about this either. But, Karen! But, uh, Karen, you want to take a crack at it? Well, the official synopsis describes the plot this way. It is a tale as old as time. True as it can be. Mm-hmm. Barely even friends. Then somebody bends. Unexpectedly. Which I think is also the plot synopsis for Contortionist Sluts 15. Right, get out of here, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Karen, let's do this. Now, oh, this musical tale of forbidden love in a small French village features everyone speaking in British accents because foreign equals British. Good <laughs> Monsieur Jean. Have you lost something again? Well, I believe I have. The problem is I can't remember what. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure it'll come to me. <laughs> Where are you off to? To return this book to Père Robert. It's about two lovers in Fair Verona. Sounds boring. That was French. That's amazing. Sounds like they have problems. <laughs> problems! Everyone has problems. <laughs> Based on an 18th century French novel turned animated Disney classic, this is the story of a beautiful young girl who teaches a gruesome beast how to love and be loved. You know, kind of like when Madonna dated Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Who's the beast in that scenario? Hey. <laughs> now, we all know that reading sucks, but if you also tire of cartoons that explain literature to you, this one has real people in it. Now, the beast of the title is a young prince who once refused to shelter a beggar for the night in exchange for a magic rose. Mm. The beggar turned out to be an enchantress who cast a spell on the young prince in retaliation for his lack of generosity. The spell turns him into a gruesome half-man, half-animal creature, and the rose becomes his countdown clock. Now, the beast must learn to love and earn another's love in return before the final petal of the rose falls off the stem, or he'll remain a beast forever. So there's your plot. It's your standard rose ceremony where those who don't get the treasured flower are doomed to remain hideous monsters for the rest of their life. (laughs) Do not let those girls take your sparkle away. People have judged me because I haven't said good morning, because of my look on my face and my eyebrow. I can't control my eyebrow. She didn't say good morning. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she totally didn't say good morning. I'm not here to make friends. Belle's father, Maurice. Okay. I'm not here to make friends. I can't do that. I'll have to kill everyone. <laughs> Bill's father, Maurice, played by Kevin Klein, yes. is taken prisoner mm. by the beast after getting lost in the woods on his way to a fair. <laughs> when I know, right? He just can't find the damn fair, and his whole life goes What's to the hell. GD fair. <laughs> Get GPS. Why did he take his daughter to I the know. fair? Just take the little girl. She probably I'm knows. Go by myself to the fair, Belle. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, what kind of father, first of all, doesn't even take his daughter to the fair? Then he's such an idiot, he gets lost. <laughs> he must have been going like to the state fair or something. Clark Griswold. When Be- <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. When Belle <laughs> learns of her father's capture, she sets out into the woods to rescue him. Probably this happens all the time, maybe. I don't know. Finding her father being held captive, Belle convinces the beast to let her trade places with her dad so he can go free while she remains in the castle as Belle, as the beast hostage. In other words, the award for world's greatest dad goes to Maurice. Meanwhile, back in her village, local hulky hunter Gaston... God bless you, honey. <laughs> ...plots to blackmail Belle into accepting his marriage proposal by throwing her father into the insane asylum with the help of some local goons. Who? Hired goons. Hired goons. <laughs> but when Belle is able to convince Gaston... God bless you, honey. ...that her father isn't insane at all, and that the beast really does exist, Gaston realizes that it's the beast that Belle truly loves. And so, like any good hunter, Gaston... Don't say it. He rallies the villagers, and they all head out to the castle to kill the beast. Fortunately for Belle... Stab it with their stealing eyes, but they just can't kill the beast. Being a live-action adaptation, <laughs> this version is more realistic. 
Oh, wonder what color correction shade they went with. Blue, dark blue, laundry day green, or puke? That's right. They are taking an animated Disney classic and turning it into a live action production. Because only live action can achieve what audience demand from their movies. True realism. Through the extensive use of computer-generated emotion-captured animation. Some people who love attention and never watch movies have taken to criticizing this movie they will never see, having heard from a friend who read online that one of the characters is gay. It's a musical, isn't it? <laughs> now, Paul, I'm pretty sure they were upfront about this being a fairy tale. Josh Gad might be gay. Have we all alerted the media or just some of them? A gay guy in musical theater? Quick, someone tell Tommy Toon. All right, now listen. To downplay the potential gayness of the film, they hired Bill Condon, director of the not-at-all-gay Gods and Monsters and the hated-by-every-gay-man Dreamgirls. <laughs> and no adaptation of Disney's Beauty and the Beast would be complete without Gaston. Isn't that right, fake Orlando Bloom? You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves you. Fake Orlando Bloom is played by Luke Evans, an actor you'll swear you know. Now, some of you may remember the animated version of this story was a huge hit for Disney back in 1991 when Robbie Benson voiced the character of the Beast, back when you didn't need big-time celebrity voice actors to carry your cartoon movie. You know, it's not often that you get to mention Robbie Benson these days. So, Robbie Benson, there I mentioned him. And for those of you who might not be familiar, here's just a little sample of his great work. If the Empire had a new weapon that was capable of doing this, I'd know about it. I've heard some. Well, now you know. The enemy is on the move, and, and we haven't much time. Well, look, I brought you here. Now what? Well, will we find the rebels? I mean, what we're carrying belongs to them. Oh, what could have been if Robbie Benson was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> but alas, it was not to be. Instead, Mr. Benson went on to become one of America's greatest PSA actors. The fact is, more Americans than ever are having cholesterol screenings as a first step to preventing heart disease. Oh, Take an active role in matters of your heart. I set that to music. Have your cholesterol checked. Your what a downgrade. <laughs> now, it's clear that Disney wants this to be another international box office hit. But because of licensing issues with Sony Pictures, Beast will now be played by Kelsey Grammer. We few. We happy few. We band of brothers. For he who sheds his blood with me this day shall be my brother. I see that why that was a deleted scene. Oh my goodness. The Beast gives great scream. Practice, no doubt, in the School for Hollywood Screaming, founded by Mel Gibson and Christian Bale. What did you do to it? Nothing. Get out of here! Go! Give me back my son! <laughs> the film arrives 26 years after the original Disney classic. As we all know, to celebrate someone's 25th anniversary, you give the gift of silver. But for the 26th anniversary, you give the gift of, let's do a note-for-note live-action remake of the cartoon. There you go. And that's Beauty and the Beast. What's going on there? I think that was well covered. So much to discuss, though, coming out of that. Yeah. First of I all, didn't... Robbie Benson could have been Luke Skywalker. How great is Mark Hamill when you watch those auditions? If anybody wants to go on YouTube, you, you might not think that Mark Hamill's a genius, and then you watch everybody else try and play that part, and you're like, oh, hey, oh, Also, you want to know if Mark Hamill's a genius? Watch Return of the Jedi. Well, well there's that. Guy played Ark like a madman. So that's not Orlando Bloom? No, it's Luke Evans. Isn't that great? Wow. Orlando Bloom. Bad guy. Did not, I honestly yeah, did right? not know that. I yeah. thought it was Orlando Bloom. He's your bad guy from the last... Uh, Exactly, Furious 7 movie. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a movie guy. I, I would know. <laughs> he was in Immortals. No. He was... Uh, all, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. He was like the the big uh, archer guy in um, Desolation of Smog. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. 
He's around. It, it, it's oh, funny, yeah. though, because I'm like, oh, wait. Okay, that's not Orlando Bloom, but I know who that is. And I go to IMDb and I go, no, I kind of yeah, don't. Yeah. I kind of don't know who that it's is, but I know his guy. face. But yeah. But, it's uh, good, but but this looks this looks great, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, they they really, I think, looks like they nailed it, don't don't you think? I mean, here's the only part sure of so. the trailer that I didn't understand because this was a dude, it was a man who mm-hmm. was like, you know, he didn't give a shelter to a beggar, and then he turns into the beast, and then all of a sudden, Bell sits down with him and teaches him how to drink soup out of a bowl, and I'm like, when did he, do you not learn how to pick up a bowl and drink soup out of it? There's Ryan, that shot of them sitting. Have you ever had soup with Adam and Paul? It's, it happens. Pretty Neanderthal. <laughs> it's what you guys. What do you do? Just like put your fist into yeah. it and splash it up, right? And then slurp it out of the yeah. air. We can. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. what, did he, maybe, like, he, nev- like, maybe he never ate soup. He just ate like rabbits. You or something. can figure it out. It's a bowl. <laughs> you just pay. And he's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "But they'll figure it out." Eaten before. They'll figure it out to music. But also think about you got claws now. You got so much. I mean, I get I got a little beard, but and I get stuff in my beard now, and I'm like, this thing's obnoxious. But you know, mm-hmm. the beast, you're gonna get soup all over the place. I would oh, give but up. Then he's wearing fine clothes all the time. He's got claws, but he can put on these like jackets and velour he little can, things. And where did he, he get button? Those? How does he get what? the cape yeah. on? Double breasted? How do you button? That? But Ron, uh, he it might be that the boy was a little slow because the the clock that's ticking against him is his 21st birthday. And the time that passes between when the beggar arrived at his door and when the last pedal is about to fall is 10 years. So oh, he wait, was 11. so a child didn't let a stranger into his home? <laughs> oh, wow, that's so oh, I sorry that. I listened to my parents. Yeah, talk. that sounds like what like, you're supposed I, to do. Can I come in? No, yeah, no, I don't know you. Oh, well, um, oh, stranger danger. Me. Whatever. Like all fairy tales, it, of course, has a, uh, you know, a lesson to be learned, which is always let a stranger into your house, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this was such a big uh, to do. I really we're we're looking forward to this that much. No. Well, no, the, thank t- you. the animated movie is so huge. I mean, that's why they think this will be huge. Now, for me, I don't need this because the animated movie yeah. pretty much right. did it for me. But it's out there. I'll go. I mean, Cinderella was quite good. The mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh redo on the on the an, an animated film. It's kind of we're kind of getting big for 20 25th anniversary type uh, remakes like the the lost uh, jurassic uh, world you know i mean that was like such a big hit because everybody that went to go see it now was kids it, when they saw it originally and i think it's the same thing for this like all the kids that saw this they're all gonna go and they can bring their kids and they can bring their kids right. yeah, exactly. and experience it together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure it's gonna be well done and well put together and it's gonna pull on the heartstrings like i'm probably i don't know if i'll go see it in the theaters but I'll get swept up in the music. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and even though, That's like, the thing. It's a lock. The music's g- going to be great. Yeah. And apparently there's lost lyrics and things like that that now they can put into the movie that will be a little longer than an animated feature. So there'll be extra Gaston lyrics, which is my favorite song in the movie anyway. So that's promising. Yeah. If, it, if it's good. You, you know they're going to update it. No one texts like Gaston or does Instagram <laughs> like Gaston. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be updated, oh, but they'll be right. new. Yeah, they'll be new. Um, but they, no uh, one can Snapchat his dong like a dong. <laughs> but you really just, if you put a huge thumbprint on this as a writer or director. Good. Those pictures don't go away. Yeah. Sorry, I'm That's how you screw boobaying it over here. I'll, I'll be more impressed when they pull off a Little Mermaid uh, shot for shot remake oh. live action. Oh, yes. yes. I'm sure that's on the way. They Sexy. took it to Broadway. No, it's been it's been cast. I saw someone who had been cast as are Ariel. They, really they doing are it? doing it. Yeah, yeah they, they are. are. I think I've heard of that too. Yeah. They're going through all of them. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. 
You it know, is. you could do a Lion King now with like photorealistic lions too. You Here's know? a yeah, weird thing that Bart, this will be to your heart. <laughs> like Jungle Book. I read in the trivia on IMDb that Hugh McGregor voices Lumiere. Now, Hugh McGregor is British or Scottish? Scottish. Scottish. The other Trainspotting. So, right, of course. Not one go. of us. Right. So <laughs> he voices Lumiere, the he French, like us. The French <laughs> candlestick, right? Yes. So he voiced everything, and then apparently he listened back to it, and it didn't sound very French. So he redid it all, and he, now it sounds much more French. He put a little bit more. Oh, but the funny into thing it. is, like he's required to be French in the middle of everyone else being British anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't hire a French he's guy; like they the hired a guy. Scottish guy, and he's like got to work. I know we give movies a lot of guff for the for the British foreign accent, um, but just imagine this movie without it, without it, without any accents. I don't know if it would work. I really don't. Well, I, you could do French. You mean imagine if like the people well, actually talk like they're from majesty, a small yeah. village? <laughs> That'd know? be fantastic. Yeah, with yeah. Like, Brooklyn. You know? Like wow, everyone. <laughs> everyone seems really well educated in this small, small <laughs> yeah, village. Right. There's way too many teeth. Yeah. Especially in France. Oh, this is horrible. No one walks Awful. with a limp. Really? Right. Okay. <laughs> they're all related. Come on. I will say that this the trailer looked really good, for like the first. Two or three quarters. How many quarters in a thing? For first three quarters of it, twelve. There's four quarters in anything. <laughs> yeah, but the first two quarters, first half of the trailer uh, looked really good, and then literally out of nowhere, they're just dancing on tables and singing. Because there were some really cool werewolves in there, some yeah, action yeah. sequence, some fighting, and then all of a sudden, you know, all that that dancing had gated to start, up. and that musical just gated it right up. It's uh. kind of like a. In a weird way, it's 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 almost like a Fifty Shades of Grey, like kids' version. Very because very it's, weird it's just way. two people going out on like fantastic dates. <laughs> like you watch Fifty Shades of Grey, they're always in a helicopter or they're in a plane. They're always like in the air. Yeah, I can't figure out why she's so in love with him. Yeah, and then well, obviously <laughs> she just likes adventure dates. And here it's just like what they're dancing in this massive ballroom. They're having like just them and having a fancy fancy dinner, you know. It's like well, well what's don't matter gonna be like got- when he you know she brings him around her friends. How is he going to respond? Down in late. You've got me. You've got me thinking, Ron. Now, how does he even have suits that will be big enough for the? Be- now he's got to build suit like clothing to suit Mrs. his new I, I'm body. I'm sure Mrs. Potts is making them for him. She's a, she's a. Kettle. She's busy raising uh, chip, you, okay? She's a single teapot. <laughs> just trying to keep the glass trying to keep the pot half full. Yeah, you never hear about Mr. Kettle being around or anything. Well, you did, and then he uh he went off and He was a hothead. The problem with Kettle was he the had half sex with the French press. <laughs> and we haven't seen him since. Oh, someone's French. Appropriately named. Yeah. The well, French they just press. call it press. <laughs> All right, let's get to our next film. Hey, America, did you give up sanity for Lent? Then you'll love the Belko experiment. Belko! It's just that. It's just... That that is is Belko, but this is Belko, Adam. Uh, Belko. Oh, oh, oh. Right on the heels of Trump care, here comes another way the people you work with are going to die. It's Battle Royale meets the modern day office environment. Hey, Bart, you work in an office. Let's talk about it. Here we go. (laughs) If you like your social commentary a little more obvious, then skip Beauty and the Beast's metaphor for sex and try the Belko experiment's simile for violence. And if you wanted to know what James Gunn would be doing if the Guardians of Galaxy wasn't a big hit, then check out this talking raccoonless film written by James Gunn. Directed by Greg McLean, the director of Wolf Creek. From Blumhouse Pictures, who never met a March release they didn't like, employees of X Company assume the only thing crushing their souls would be fucking Carol from HR. But instead, they find themselves trapped in the office until they can eliminate everyone they work with, or as some call it, 
management. <laughs> now, their day started like any day for hardworking Americans. Surfing the internet, sneaking smoke breaks on the roof, stealing stationery, making photocopies of their junk. But then, a very ominous voice came over the loudspeaker. On your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it would help me a lot. That's right. Everybody's work fantasy has been brought to life. Kill everyone before you leave. Yeah, I'm going to need you to kill a bunch of your coworkers. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. <laughs> now, at the beginning, the deal is this. Each employee has to kill at least three coworkers. Otherwise, the ominous voice will kick, kill six employees at random. Now, I don't know about you, but I actually work in an office of about 250 people, and believe me, being faced with this proposition poses a real moral <laughs> dilemma. When you work with this many people day in and day out, you get very, very familiar with one another. And I, for one, would find it almost impossible to decide between killing three people who I know deserve to die or hoping that the six are, that are chosen are ones that I would agree with. I mean, on one hand, you can make damn sure that your lunch won't be stolen out of the refrigerator ever again. But on the other hand, twice as many coworkers are being killed. It really is quality versus quantity. But the mysterious captors raise the stakes even higher. There are currently 80 of you in the building. In two hours, we want 30 of you dead. That's because the bad guys immediately realize that everyone who works in a stuffy corporate office wants at least three of their co-workers dead. And this button-down Oxford cloth psycho might just snap and then stalk from office to office with an Armalite AR-10 carbine gas-powered semi-automatic weapon pumping round after round in the colleagues and co-workers. It's survival of the fittest asshole, but if you really want your co-workers at each other's throats, just don't refill the coffee pot. <laughs> the building they're working in is equipped with electri electronic shutters and locks to trap them so they can't leave. Knowing others who have been in the same position, they quickly rely on the tried-and-true solution. Build iPhones quicker. Belco is a non-profit organization that facilitates American companies in South America. Oh, it's not that. I see. It's not in China. It's yeah. in Colombia. Yes, and that seems like a worthwhile endeavor, which is why the people who work there thought nothing of it when they were told that they would have to have transmitters implanted into the base of their skulls. You know, I think they do the same thing over at Tom's Shoes. <laughs> By the way, they would soon learn that transmitters are actually lethal detonators. And before you can say scanners, their heads explode if they don't follow orders. No red shirts in this office because it's easier to see blood splatter on a white collar. You know, Paul, uh, I really think they're putting way too much thought into this thought experiment. If you really want your co-worker's head to explode, just use the microwave in the common area to heat up some leftover fish for lunch. <laughs> the Belco experiment is a rogues gallery of people who would probably die in a movie keeping the viewer on edge about who might go next. It features actor David Dashclaim. Dashmalchian? Dashmalchian? Oh, my mom had a Dashmalchian. They're Good very easy you, to train. Very temperamental. <laughs> bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Who's being called the Rusty Schwimmer of Office Horror Films? We don't know either of these guys, but it's an office environment, so their roles are interchangeable. Rounding up the cast are Tony Goldwyn, Michael Rooker, and John C. McGinley, because when you need a dick in your movie, go with the best. <laughs> this film may be a social commentary on corporate downsizing and the need to phase out wasteful middle management positions, but if the company was going bankrupt and their pension plan had been vanished, this might also be the most efficient way to cut down on the number of people who would complain. The real experiment will be seeing how many people turn out for this movie when Beauty of the Beast comes out the same week. There you go, that's the bell Series Beasts. Counter-programming. Counter-programming. I submit to you. Submit away. Submit. That uh, this, I got, I, I 
didn't uh, watch the trailer for the longest time, and I was trying to write stuff for this. I'm like, I just really don't want to watch the trailer on yeah. this movie. And so I just read the the same synopsis, which is everywhere, and they don't get really into it. And I broke down, and I watched the trailer, and I got a real Cabin in the Woods feeling. It is. I, very I much think this might humor. actually be a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's going to be funny. I like stuff like that where I'm forced to make decisions like, what would I do in that situation? Love stuff like that because I, I immediately when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, kill three people real quick. <laughs> I was just like, well, why can't you just pick a couple people? They all agree on three people. I don't know. That's uh, horrible. I, I think that's going to be the essence of the humor, too, is right? everybody's had that job where you're like, yeah. You know what I mean, and they get to do that. Yeah. Like, they they always, that might set that up too with yeah. little people just like uh-huh. bugging each other yeah. at the top yeah. of the film. But they like they always end up doing like having a moral quandary about it. We're like, how can we do this? And one, just once, I want to see one of these films where like they don't even finish the sentence, <laughs> <laughs> and a dude's like, boom, boom, wait, three, boom, and, he's like, and then you're like, done. done. We're we, good. We, we all hated Carol. <laughs> we all hated her. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, you're right. I like God. movies that are all. I always enjoy movies where they're all in one location. Mm-hmm. You know that where they're just kind of all forced to be together. He gets yeah. he gets some good stuff. Confined space. Yeah. Well, we've all. I mean, we've all been yeah. there. There's so many times that you're just with people you just don't choose to be with, and you're stuck there for hours. This is really going to be office space <laughs> meets. Uh, yeah. The mist. I want to know mist. how much you get paid in a job where you have to put a transmitter in your head. Like you must be compensated very well for this job. Mm. Yeah. Like the only time I would put a transmitter in my head is if I was working on a Steven Spielberg movie. I would really. Do you have know to what I mean? Need a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. it would not be a regular job where I'm typing. I tell you that much. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah, so you're in, you're in Bogota, Colombia. You're probably going to go missing. This makes sense down there. Oh, oh that's the way they tell you. Yeah. You're that's going it. to be kidnapped. That's going to. It's happen. not a matter of if. It's a matter yeah. of when. Yeah. So the transmitter is the least you're going to. See, do. you work in the office. You know yeah. these things. No, we actually have a, a, a an office down in Bogota, and you, they've been chipped. They've been chipped and, uh, yeah, and That's neutered. amazing. Yeah, we do, and, and our guy has to be escorted around all all over the. Yeah, is that for real? Dangerous I all over the place down there. Wow. Whoa, what do you do? Up. <laughs> what job is yours? I, I don't even know. Secret this. service. Uh, no, everybody uh, does. I yeah, mean, just any media. American businessman down there. Shut yeah. up. Then why do they go there? Uh, got cars to sell. Oh yeah. my god. Those Bogotaians love cars. It's it's cheap to hire people down there. Honestly, it's like uh, the the t-shirt company my uh, Fruit of the Loom has a whole plant and goes down there. My, step, my stepdad works in Plymouth through the loom. Yeah. Do they have a have tracker on Office your stepdad? No, they don't. Hey, well, he doesn't go down there. But oh. I, know they, I know they have, have they offices. You just gave him a phone. I think everybody has offices. <laughs> yeah. Two interesting things from that trailer. Orion Pictures? I saw that yeah. too. Are they back? They, they are. Apparently. I love that. I they like that great. they didn't update the logo, too. I it's know. Like same yeah. one. I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Orion hasn't changed, right? Still three stars in the sky. That's great. <laughs> Spins around the video. That And has anyone here seen Wolf Creek? Did no, I know. haven't. It looks awesome. I yeah. mean, it's, it's been on Netflix I, like since to, they invented Netflix. I'd like to get even more excited for this movie by watching that. Yeah. So, yeah but I have not checked it out. It's got to still be on Netflix. It's always been on Netflix. So, so. What is it, is it, what's it going to be? Is it just going to be one person at the end? Who is it going to be like a battle royale? Like just... It's hard know. to know because, uh, like, like we played in the preview, that it starts out with everyone has to kill three people, and I don't have. It starts out with a lot of math. Exactly. Like, everyone yeah. three or they're yeah. six. Wait, they're, what? Well, it starts with <laughs> eighty people, and everyone has to kill three. I'm like, isn't the game over? Yeah. Then yeah. carry the one. I or, don't think so. If you well, don't, I, I, we oh, kill six, and then we kill thirty, and you're like, what? Yeah, and then yeah, what? feeling they don't, so that's when the stakes get. But right. they okay. increase the math because anyone who's dead can't kill three people, right? <laughs> 
So automatically that math changes. Well, what about he killed one guy and then he died? So does his kill count for my kill? Like, do I absorb his kill? <laughs> you, think you, you think they're discussing that with a voice? Yeah. Voice. Um, I killed a guy. You know so, what? I do. Dave said because he's kill when him. you're in an office and you're trying to talk to people about when are you going to take your vacation so I can take my vacation because I get a week and a half. They will talk about that. There's also going to be one guy who just like refuses to stop working on spreadsheets. Yeah. He's just like, it's all going to blow over, well, and I'm going to be the one who was focused the entire time. Yep. This is a test, guys. Small spoiler alert. Three black women in the corner figure it all out. <laughs> re- re- realize nobody has to kill anybody. They do the math. And by the way, you made the joke about the... Uh, about the leaving somebody eating your food in the fridge, I oh, guarantee yeah. that's a joke. Somebody gets oh. killed over that. Yeah. I guarantee. That, I think that's gonna be the style of humor for the whole thing. I would kill somebody, Hui, for heating up his uh, fish in the microwave because uh-huh. I don't want my bean and cheese burrito to taste like your shrimp. Just yeah. don't want or your halibut from yesterday. Oh man, I, I had one. Uh, Bart, you and I worked at an <laughs> office uh, uh, for a year together in the same office. And yes, and I and I hadn't uh, uh, woe be those that worked with us. <laughs> um, but I, I was not used to. I hadn't, hadn't worked in an office in quite a while, and I microwaved some broccoli one day. And oh my God, the, oh, the, God. the 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 the. I mean, you would think I had thrown a child over the balcony or something. Like, uh, don't ever do that. <laughs> like, okay, I. I am back in an office, aren't I? <laughs> See what Broccoli Adam did today? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, the last thing I'll say about it, this is Blumhouse again. I know, Jason they're so Blum. good. Has it been 20 minutes already? <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go around the table. You have to go to one of these two movies. I'm going to start. I'm going to this one. I'm going to Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Falco. Yeah. Anybody going to the Beauty and the Beast? So the voices Beast? come over the thing? I'm going to, to go Beauty and the Beast. You know why? Because I don't like sitting in a dark room and watching murder. Okay, uh, Silas really? still has the heart of a child in us, oh. and then we have little crushes on Emma. Uh, <laughs> and I want to watch them. Oh, You're being spreadsheet guy right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, the rest of us are going to choose to I'm kill a, you first. I'm such a rule follower. Although, I, I have to say, I mean, I hate to sound like a pig, but it is nice that she is of an age where I can go, she's very attractive. She is very <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I can finally I, stop being creepy. Yeah, I know. I'll probably see Belko just because I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I'd like to see what they do. And again, if they do a whole bunch of new stuff, that could be bad. For the movie, I mean, if it ain't broke, great, just go and do what they did. Um, your great new idea, no place for it here, you know. But like, so something original, I'll go check out Belco. How how great are the people that team up with Blumhouse too? Because that that label, and again, we are in an era of producers where those names mean something. Kevin Feige or or, or uh, uh, Blum, whatever his first name Jason. is, Jason Blum, you know, but. But he teams up when he teams up with M Night Shyamalan. You get the best M Night Shyamalan. James Gunn has always been a very funny, uh, you know, very edgy guy. And so now, you know, he doesn't have time to direct these things. He's doing big stuff now, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is hilarious as well. But it's just so great that's like, oh no, he's going to get the best out of James Gunn for this too. It's just, it's going to be uh, themovieguys.net is our website. I encourage you to go there and read our reviews. I wrote a review for Get Out. Which is Jason Blum, and it yes. made me think that there's a, with there, there's a second tier to to Blumhouse, The Gift, mm-hmm. Split, yeah. The Visit, Get Out, perhaps the Belko experiment. That that he does involve himself with bigger other filmmakers. I mean, Jordan Peele's kind of not tested, but it really worked out well. He's tested in another genre, of course, uh, extremely well. But then you've got like the Gallows and the yeah. Darkness and all this other stuff, which is. Lower concept, lower, yeah, high so, concept. Regardless, unfriended. Regardless, you're spending like a million dollars to make those movies. So when they make forty million, exactly. you're a genius. Exactly. The uh, gallows, they do not light more than a flashlight can light, and you're like, God, this is so cheap. They could be anywhere with this movie. I don't even know that they're on a location. I can't see past the <laughs> flashlight. We just have brought our flashlights from home and use those. They're in the Blumhouse offices doing this movie. Uh, easily, yeah. easily that pa- movie. Hey, Paul, what movie was Emma? 
Watson, is that her name? What's her yeah. name? Yeah, I don't. I'm not in love with her like you creepy guys. Emma Stone won the Oscar. Oh, it's creepy. Uh, Emma no, Watson. Emma Watson <laughs> was supposed to be in some other movie recently, but she couldn't do both. Funny, uh, La La Land, which that's Emma Stone it. took. Yeah. Yes, oh. a lot of Emmas. A lot of Emmas going on. Mm-hmm. We need an Emma for this part. When well, was Emma Watson not uh, of age? Harry Potter. Harry oh, oh, oh I'm, yeah, who am yeah. I thinking of then? Not Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. No, I'm thinking of another. Know, what, what's the other confusing. Watson? What's the other Watson? Um. The one with Emily Watson, Sherlock Holmes. I don't the know. British lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know? You know what movie uh, I got creeped out as a dude? You ever see the movie Snow Day? It's by the creators of The Adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon, and there is a very with Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah, with Chevy no. Chase is the meteorologist. There is a girl who's like the diver, and you're. And I remember watching me like, oh man, this is so creepy. That girl's so hot, and she plays Sloane on Entourage. And I remember looking up on <gasps> oh, IMDb. Sloan. Yeah, like young oh, Sloane. And I looked on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, she was 23 when she shot the movie. I am not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> right. But she, she played a 15 year old, but I was like, that doesn't uh, look like a 15 year old. <laughs> but I, oh, I felt so good when I was like, oh, for once, I'm not creepy. No, Ron, you're still creepy. Still Thanks, Karen. It's way. the beard. I'd it's kill you eye. first in the Velco. Well, speaking of Ron, let's get on to yeah. our guest. Let's talk to Ron. A stand up comic and great friend of the show cast. His new album, this guy debuts on Sure Thing Records March 30th. Where can we find it? It's going to be uh, iTunes and iTunes. everywhere where digital sales are sold. You can go to my website, heyron.com, and you can pre-order it before then. I have the link up on my website uh, by the time this will come to out. To get a physical CD, right? Uh, actually, did just digital to release, and then I'm going to do a physical CD in a couple months. Okay. I'm going to do a big old special thing. But for now, just digital. And uh, if you go to my website, heyron.com, there's like examples from the album. So you can check it out, see if you like it. Oh, it's funny. It's Ron like Babcock. It. Yay! Well, now, I, I know we're, we're going to get into some of the comedy bits from your album in a moment, but I, I want to jump in here, uh, Paul, because uh, first, I, I like to find out a little bit more about our guests and ask you some legitimate questions. Oh, okay. You know, maybe, maybe you know, you just happen to have some off-the-cuff funny thoughts about random things that I have questions about. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? You know, I'm pretty funny. Okay, okay. So your name's Ron, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, that's an interesting name. I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, maybe, Ron, if you had any thoughts about that. I mean, have you ever thought about your name, Ron? Do you consider Ron a good name? Oh, my God. Adam, you know, that's interesting because that you ask about names because I I was actually thinking about names the other day because... Do you know who had a good name? Alexander the Great. <laughs> he got that name because in 15 years of conquests, he never lost a battle. Did you know that Alexander the Great was 24 years old when he ruled the Ottoman Empire? I'm in my 30s and I don't even own a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone an Ottoman. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. I'm, I'm really glad I asked about that. You know, I'm really glad you had something to say about oh, that. Oh, sure, sure. But, you know, now I'm kind of curious, Ron, uh, about how you are. Ron, how are things lately? Oh, good. Real good. Oh, good, good. Now, I've heard, now I heard recently that you've been productive lately. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any thoughts about productivity that you might like to share with the rest of us in our listening audience? Adam, you know, it is funny you mention productivity because... Is it bad when you consider watching something in your Netflix queue as being productive? <laughs> you finally catch up on Daredevil? Done and done! Just walk around your place all proud. What else you got, life? Wow, wow, wow. That's really interesting. I, you know, I'm glad I asked. You are a really good yeah, interviewer. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Now, now, I hear that you have been online dating. 
I did online dating for a while, and that was a little weird, you know? You know how people put a famous quote on their profile? I kept seeing the same exact quote over and over again. It's by Marilyn Monroe, and it goes, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. And that's a nice way of saying, hey, I'm awful a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna cause a scene in an olive garden. Mm -hmm. Just the most obnoxious line of thinking. If you can't handle me threatening all the female friends in your Facebook photos with comments like, who this beezy? <laughs> <laughs> then you don't deserve these fresh organic apples from the farmer's market. <laughs> if you can't handle me making out with your best friend at your birthday party, then you don't deserve to make out with me after your birthday party. <laughs> if you can't handle me skipping my birth control in order to get pregnant and trap you into marriage, then you don't deserve these two tickets to the Six Flags! <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's just some of it. No, good, good. I'm, I'm glad I asked that. I'm glad I asked that. Yeah, that's a. Uh... You know, Adam and Ron, let's talk for a second about your uh, your your YouTube page, Ron. Mm -hmm. All right, you will not be disappointed in general if you go to Ron's YouTube page. I should say that outright. But yeah. I see you have a brand new video on there promoting the album shot by our very own Adam Witt, who's been yes, talking to you. Yes, yes, it's a, a parody of cooking shows in which I tell you how to bake your very own stand-up album. Yeah, he substitutes all kinds of things metaphorically for the things that go into his album, but also into his career as a stand-up comedian. You see, comedy. You know what, Adam? <laughs> Actually, um, it probably speaks better for itself if we just play. It. I mean, do we have a clip? Hi, welcome to Bab Cooking with Babcock. I'm your host, Ron Babcock. Today, we're going to be making our very own stand-up comedy album. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kaylee and Chris. I love stand-up. Especially my grandma's. Well, let's begin by adding the tracks. First, we're going to use a cup and a half of It's Great to Be Here, followed okay. by two now, cups of It's Great to Be band. Here, you put, Next, uh, what'd you put in the bowl? Uh, oh, like little fuzzy. Yeah, because we can't, balls. can't see that right now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the show didn't go video yet? Oh, you could substitute it. Oh, no, no, we're doing this two weeks. audio. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, this is definitely how it's meant kid. to be yeah. seen. Then, you're going to slice up some online dating. Okay, now for the online dating, you're going to have to explain to the audience what you do there. Oh, it was a lipstick, you know? Because people wear oh, you lipstick. were chopping it like a carrot. Bro. Yeah, I was, yeah, chopping it exactly like a carrot. Yeah. Although I didn't peel it first. <laughs> Next, add in soulmates. Just chunks of red meat. This chunks is really going to tie the whole Really, you together. really should see it. I spent ten dollars on it. Is this an overhead so shot type of thing? I, I don't know. We put a GoPro up. Yeah. Okay, now it's time to build that flavor. You can do almost anything. But personally, so what's happening here visually? Oh, uh, visually, uh, I'm putting in like string for snuggling. Uh, that was like some colored confetti. Um, I think what I'm gonna do is take the video down and just use this <laughs> instead of the video. And of course, explaining it. Oh, and then I put my face in the meat and I yelled. Very funny. If you saw that, it's very, very funny. That's good stuff. Well, I guess you just have to see it. By Adam. Adam. Mr. He was available, and I was so thankful. <laughs> that is one of I was, my. I said, Adam, can you do this? And he went, I can. I can Catch this. him on the weekends. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's wide open. It was a, it was a, it was a Friday afternoon, <laughs> yeah. and I had a budget of nothing. Nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Nothing going on. Nothing yeah. required. Uh, I was free, and available. And, and those that. are two great things. And if you're a DP, if you're trying to get into this, guys. Now, Ron, the best comedy comes from a place of truth and relatability. Mm -hmm. And I have done. A, f a fair bit of my uh, online dating myself 
And that quote is literally on every woman's profile. It's real creepy, <laughs> right? Along, along with something like, are you up for the challenge? No, I don't want this to be yeah. a challenge. Can you keep me on my toes? No, I'm not here to entertain you. I just want to go out for coffee. Yeah, if it sound, if you sound like work, I'm I'm not signing up. It is it is yeah. it is shocking the way people approach it. Like yeah, the, you've got to be good ego. enough for me. Z snap. Seriously. <laughs> oh my goodness. The least enticing. It, it, you just, that woman just sounds like effort every moment. It just, it just sounds be like because it's like you know what I want this to be work. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's where all relationships... Dating you should be a job. I love you, Karen. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Aw. By the way, if Glad you... Glad to be removed from that. <laughs> <laughs> extricate. Never... Extricate. Burr. <laughs> I've, like, yeah, I've been in the same relationship now for like two years, and it's kind of nice to... like. I'm like... Uh, there's, I just don't know you almost what the do apps almost are now. No dating now, right? Like yeah. your dating is. Down. I mean, no, no, no. I'm still dating, but I just yeah. do my shit in real life. Yeah, okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, girlfriend really hates it. No, I, it's it's like Bumble. Like I don't know what these things are, and I, mm. I love the fact that I don't. Yeah, well, lucky you. Is this your second album? <laughs> no, uh, this is no. This is my debut album. This is the first. Really, one. I thought That's you've awesome. been out there doing something else. I know you think you think it's nice. You just have a bigger leave. presence about you. It's uh, I I have a lot of uh, jokes, uh, but then you know, there's just so many that were just okay. Cool. I have a lot of okay jokes. So these are kind of like I've been doing it for a while. These are the best of the best. It kinda went pretty well. I, I think it's gonna. I think people like it. So I, I want to go back a second because the last thing I think you talked about when you're here was your do-it-yourself tour. Yeah. Which now there's a, oh, yeah. a, a page on your website to show you how to put one together. Yeah, yourself. yeah. It's I I did uh I did a like pretty I've been doing a bunch of them. The biggest one I ever did was like a three month tour that crisscrossed the U S. and like an old uh, Mercedes Benz that I got sponsored with. And I did a whole tour. If you go to Heyron.com, if you ever want to go on a tour, <laughs> I wrote like a step-by-step bullet point of like kind of how you go about doing it. And it's for comedians, but it can translate to musicians or I don't know who else goes You did it tour. all yourself. You, yeah. you booked every gig and you got to those gigs in your Mercedes. I, I was on like <laughs> Facebook for three weeks straight just booking everything and trying to nail down rooms and like art galleries. And um, man, I was like in a, a bed and breakfasts like universities clubs uh just really rando bars and it was surprisingly not terrible like i say 90 percent of the shows were actually really really fun it's a better way to see the country uh mm. it was it was great it almost broke me as a person like i came back like the shell of a man <laughs> so now like the next time i went out i went out for like a month and then the next time i went out i went out for like three weeks <laughs> and now when i'm doing tours i'm like two weeks is fine because it's like that two three week marker for me i don't know maybe it's just getting older but it's just like I mean, there's only so many waffle houses you can eat when your body just starts fighting back. And you're alone, right? You're just doing it by yourself? Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes I'll have like a comic come on for a leg, but mostly do it by myself because... um, Because hookers are expensive. I don't think I could put up with another comic for that long. Like one other. Like we're fun people, but even (laughs) me, I, I wouldn't put myself with somebody else just for their sake. I would be so annoying. But you get to work out all... Now, was this album... The result of working that material on the road for so long? This album is a result of like, I have like a joke on there that's like one of the first jokes I've ever written. Like so about this is my the dad. Culmination so this, of this is everything. a culmination of every, like, I mean, a lot of stuff I don't do anymore, but there's like, you know, jokes on the album that maybe I, I came up with like maybe, a, a, maybe six weeks before I recorded it. But there is one joke on there that's like, I've got almost. It's not old enough to vote, but it's getting there. Like it's like it was about my dad. It's like one of the first jokes I ever wrote, and I was like, oh, I'll just leave this one on there. So it's a mishmash of kind of everything that I've been working on for a long time. 
No, I hear you uh, You have an interesting relationship with your dad. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you could have both went into Leno during the bit. I enjoyed that. We just both go yeah, super yeah, yeah, high. You know, <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. Have, have, have uh, late night shows or any other TV appearances alluded to you thus far? I have. How can, and how can we change I have that? auditioned for all of the late night shows and have had. Uh, I haven't. No, I haven't cracked that code yet. Don't you have an uh, in at James Corden? I have no. Nah, yeah, <laughs> I've been on uh, Adam Devine's house party on Comedy Central. Oh, that's good. And I have been uh, part of, uh, you know, had bit, bit parts on many canceled TV shows. Uh, a lot of shows that have been canceled. You put me on the screen, it's ending it's that over. season. That's my. That's what I bring to the table. But yeah, still need to. I still need the, the the proper late night credit, which is definitely like I don't know. Kind of something all comics kind of want. I think once you have an album, you've got a solid five minutes for the love the, of God. The best thing about the album is that it it burns a bunch of material, and so it's mm-hmm. like you know you kind of as like you're going up on stage and you're like you get a spot, you could go to an old joke that always gets a laugh, and then like kind of when you put an album out, a lot for a lot of comics and especially for me, like all that material is now dead to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I mean I would do it if on TV or something like that, but as far as shows around town, like I'm not doing any of that material. So it's been really good creatively to be like, oh, you know, I got to write. So now I've just been bombing a lot with like new premises. <laughs> you guys want to hear some weird stuff about my mom that never goes over well? I can uh, <laughs> check your check for dates on heyron.com. Yeah, yeah. Now, Adam and I talk every once in a while about this sort of resurgence of, of the comedy album. It's pretty yeah, cool. That people are cool. wanting to put them out, touring them, selling them. The Boubet sisters have one. Yeah, we yeah. are the opposite of you, though. We... um. We use all that material all the time because they're songs. <laughs> so we can get away with it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all parody songs. Yeah, and so. it's interesting because people like to come and but sing along. But you can still put out an album and like, you know, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's plenty of people who put out like comedy, uh, musical comedy oh, albums. Oh, we have one. But I'm saying then we sing it and then they buy it so they can take it home. You know, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah, musicians get to do repeat that's stuff. Saying, comedians, yeah. you know, that's considered, yeah. You yeah. go to hear Don't the greatest the hits. hits of the yeah. bass, you go see Ron, it's like, oh, this bit again. Yeah, yeah, I think it's different. <laughs> well, I know when I first saw like Jim Gaffigan, like I was like, well, he, he better, he better do the hot pockets bit. Right. Like yeah, I right. wanted to hear him do or the McDonald's, hot pockets bit. Yeah. Yeah, like that was the thing, and and he would do it because I think he he said I remember talking to him like once I was like a waiter there, and he's like, well, I didn't do it, and then people kept getting being really yeah. angry at yeah. me, so he started to do it because that's like what they wanted, and that's like you know that's why they came out to see him. Yeah, yeah that probably happened back in the day. You know, uh, Carlin's doing his thing, then then he just kind of goes. All I need is a place for my stuff. <laughs> Everybody just goes crazy. Now, with that, Adam, you still have a subscription to Howl? Uh, yes. That seems like a home for your for what, your album. What is Howl? Oh, explain, Adam. Howl, Howl is... Uh, hey, guys, it's, what's Howl? Well, 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 it's our new sponsor, along with mattresses.com. Uh, it's, uh, it's, is it easy to use? It certainly is. It comes all rolled up, and you get socks every week, and hey, also Ron, you can make dinner. Do you like money? <laughs> Do you like having fun? I do. Well, then this is the product for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sold. This sounds great. Earwolf and uh, Wolf Pop, I guess. Uh, it's the it's the combination of the two pro- podcast networks, and they have an app now where you can listen to any of their shows, including the old the old ones that they take off of iTunes. But also, like, it's got, like, 40 or 50 stand-up comedy albums, and it's a lot of people. We know it's, like, Andy Peters, and it's, you know, it's our friends, and I'm sure, like, James It's my arch nemesis, Andy Peters? Bronger's on there? More than once, Oh, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's like a it's a lot of people we know, and then some other, you know... And then some people we don't know. Majors. So, listen, we're, we're telling TV shows and Howl, get your Ron Babcock content on 
if you show up, if you want to stay relevant. Really. Get your cock out. You go to go to Hayron.com <laughs> and you can see little bits from the album and make your own decision on whether or not to spend ten dollars. It's ten dollars. Don't tell them. To, don't encourage them to not and watch buy. The Come movie, on and watch the, the the short that Adam here shot. Absolutely. And you know, it's honestly, hilarious. I will always use you when you're available. Thank you. Thank you. And Which when I don't cost any money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Quiet now. You quiet. Hey man, you brought the pizza after we shamed you into it. Yeah. I, I, I forgot. They're like, "Are you gonna buy lunch?" And I'm like, "Oh, I forgot." I'm like, "I'm, I'm a bad producer." <laughs> Adam told me there were also uh, other album titles before you arrived. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I this did this. Guy. I made a bunch of fake album titles. I had my friend design them. Like, they're sorry, really... wait, let me go back again. So here, there were other album titles. That, uh, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that, Paul. <laughs> uh, I had a. I, I thought it'd be fun to come up with like an album. Just say like, "Hey, this is the name of my album," and then every day change it. <laughs> And to see how many people could like would be fooled, uh, so they're all terrible. They were like, um, like me love you Ron time, <laughs> and like always, <laughs> always darkest before the Ron, and uh, like when good cocks go bab. Uh, what was the one? Oh, Ronning on empty. Uh, there's a couple. None of, of these are bad, right? Like, no, I I can I cannot me look love at you somebody Ron. in the eye and go, oh, the name of my album it's Ronning on Empty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. I'm going to my high school reunion. Like, they, I can't talk to people from high school and be like, oh, my album name, uh, One Night in Babcock, a Rendezvous. <laughs> so I put up all these fake albums and earnestly on Facebook. Here's yeah. my new album. Here it is, guys. And most, a lot of people got the joke, but. Some some people were like my my f- entire family oh my totally thought it was real, and they like like I had one uh, where I uh, it was cool Ronnings a babsled story, <laughs> and I, I I wrote that Disney sent me a cease and desist letter. They're like you can't do that, and my brother called me. He was like, did Disney really send you a cease and desist? Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, John, uh, my. My hundred like Facebook post did not get the attention <laughs> of one of the largest corporations in the world. Disney legal. But they said they're so supportive. So it's a really sweet family. To that point, how do they still have Jack Sparrows and Mickey Mouses across the street from the El Capitan Theater on Hollywood Boulevard? Paul? I think Disney would just shut that down. You Free advertising? They don't shut that down, it turns out. Well, they like free advertising. Yeah, but the style of advertisement, the stink of, you know booze and the guy who hasn't showered and then if they hired one that showered that would cost them a lot know, of money yeah, yeah. the guy who plays jack sparrow also sells apples at the hollywood farmer's market on sunday he's part of like an organic farm oh, and yeah? the one day i was buying an apple and he had this smile and i had walked by i used to live in hollywood i walked by the boulevard and i was like hey are you like are you jack sparrow and then he's like Keep it as a secret friend. And then he like gave me a free apple. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this even like my apple f- seller is I famous. I feel bad disgracing the guy here on the, on the One show. One of those amazing things about Hollywood is, uh, un- unfortunately, I one of my places I work is on Hollywood Boulevard, and I am constantly walking through the throngs of tourists uh. and people people dressed as sweaty versions of uh, things from movies. Uh, <laughs> and, sweaty versions. But, but I was reminded, Bart and I went to the Man's Chinese Theater. This is the best Hollywood moment. I mean, it's just one of those Hollywood things because it's Hollywood Boulevard's right there. We go into the Man's Chinese Theater, and we go to the bathroom before we go to our movie, and there in the urinal, you know, there's a six urinals, and two Jack Sparrows are urinating. <laughs> and you're like, wow. only in Hollywood. 
<laughs> and then one of them walks over to the sink and he starts doing his his bandana and his hat and he's rolling up and it and this the one at the sink was like a dead on yeah Johnny Depp he's yeah. probably the one who sells apples mm-hmm. that guy looked great because there are two types of people that impersonate uh, the people on Hollywood Boulevard the ones that are dead on accurate. And the others. Yeah, the, one, <laughs> the ones who have the money for a costume and the ones who just yeah, have a blanket. Spider-Man <laughs> made out of sweat socks. There are some who've been arrested a number of times. Again, I just don't think Disney would want someone getting arrested. Like Elmo yeah. got arrested once. And yeah. The Henson yeah. Company's got, can't be pleased with that. Yeah. The, the the least surprising one I heard, the Chucky got arrested. That guy creeps me out. The Chucky, <laughs> it's enough with the Chucky. You s- I think just in general. And the SpongeBob is filthy. <laughs> Yeah, right. SpongeBob. Oh, the, the sponge itself. He, he looks dirty. like he just has been cleaning the streets. That's true. With he's himself, a sponge. like he's an actual functioning sponge. It's like I feel like it's just. How do you clean those costumes? You can't put you can't put them in a washing machine. I mean, what do you do? Just spray distilled white vinegar and hope for the best? I don't think they're that conscientious. Half know. of them already smell like distilled white vinegar. <laughs> yeah, you're not helping things. All right, well, let's get to uh, this thing we do every once in a while. we got a little time today. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? <laughs> All right, cause just because we hinted at Kong Skull Island having uh, been watched by folks here at the table. Adam, you loved it? I did go see Viet Cong. Uh. <laughs> Good joke, Paul. Good joke. Uh, anybody? Steve Schultz, actually. Did, is that Steve? Yeah, oh, my Schultz, gosh. Yeah. Good job, Steve. I love that joke. <laughs> and I even went to go see it with Stephen Lewis, who, if you go back in, in our archives, he used to host the other video shows with us. And we watched a, a bunch of Kong movies the night before. Watched the Jeff Bridges Kong again, which, yes, quite the... F- uh, it is especially flawed. I should have spoken up when I suggested it last week. There, there is... It's one thing I like. Uh, it's Rick Baker that's inside the, the Kong costume. And I like he's how... inside the, it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Rick Baker and his people, they have control over, you know, the sets and him and the costume and the mechanics of the face, which is all done with the old tubes and stuff like that, which I really like. A lot of good expressions. His eyes. But what he doesn't have control over is the super cheap, totally doesn't know what they're doing, uh, blue screen team that Dale Laurentiis clearly hired to do the, uh, the World Trade Center sequence. You've never seen such horrible matte photography. They clearly didn't shoot background plates that were meant to match the focal distance or anything with that Kong. You've got close-ups of helicopters. Like, like if you were to zoom in on a helicopter and follow it, they just put that behind him. He's not, we're not panning around to, uh, Kong, but clearly the camera is moving with the the helicopter. It's the worst. But there's a there's a, there's a charm. Now to the that. worst for 1977. No, not the or, worst. I mean, for that year, probably the probably second the worst or so. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that's a you know, pre Close Encounters, post Jaws. I don't know. There's a yeah. There's how a, many Kong films are there? Not a lot. I think there's maybe ten total, including some early sequels. So how many? Mighty Joe Young. Who has more, Spider Man or Kong? I would say there are more Kongs than Spider-Mans. You, do you count the foreign uh, Godzilla versus King Kong? Oh, and the foreign Spider-Mans. Well, do you count all the oh, all the different Kongs, Spider-Man. or do you count just the original telling of the story, which is what this is? That's not what this is. Because there's is. only like three. Or no, four. it's it's them going to 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 the island. It's not. He's not fighting Godzilla. He's not doing something right. else. No, yeah. but this oh. will this with this new iteration, they will never. Go well. I guess they could take Kong to New York, but oh, I see. Well, it doesn't capitalize on that already existing story. Okay, gotcha. so to Kong Skull Island, what's great about it is it's a it's an original Kong tale in that it's ju- just surviving that island is enough story. 
You know, that island is just nothing but death around every corner. And they play that so well in this, too. I mean, there's things where they think they're walking along the trees, and it turns out they're not trees. They're here to kill you. There's a thing where they walk past a log. It turns out that's not a log. It's here to kill you. You know, they're, everything everything is just danger on this island. And uh, that's kind of cool. That's a good enough villain. And they also, you know, the idea, like, I never really thought much about it. The reason they call him King Kong, and they have the line in there, is like, oh, that's Kong. He's king of this place. But he has to fight everything uh, gong has to fight all of these other creatures and they have a great sequence uh which you can see in the trailer too uh where it is a a, a a burial ground or a mass grave that the creatures have killed all of kong's family friends other species he is truly alone and they really emphasize that in a great sequence where there there's again danger of out in every corner but when you're walking underneath like big ribs and stuff and you can't see past because of the fog it's, i mean it's like really striking stuff the whole vietnam stuff is really striking uh and the cast is awesome sam jackson as the guy who i mean once they get there they have you know sam jackson is the guy who doesn't want vietnam to end and vietnam is ending and he kind of finds his vietnam in this mission other people are there for other reasons but it's interesting how their reasons for being there butt up against each other so i don't know and god visually it's fantastic paul let me ask you this is it as good as the ride at universal <laughs> hmm. didn't that become backdraft well the ride at universal <laughs> is interesting because it, it's it's like all the rides at universal now ever since that like it's like here's a bunch of crazy stuff thrown at you really fast hey rides over it's like whoa can we get a little story or breathe for a second simpsons is like that but it makes sense because they're kind of chaotic but then minions uh transformers kong and now fast and furious it's all here's a bunch of crap coming at you as fast as humanly possible pacing is a thing you know it mattered with like the et ride and older rides like that so I don't know. That ride's just such all crazy all the time. It's so intense. Yeah. And like the Fast and Furious ride, there's a part where like Vin Diesel comes and he's like hanging off a helicopter. Yeah, he's hanging off a drone. And then very nonchalantly, he's like, it's okay, guys, I got this. And then he like drones away and you're like, this is, what is going on? Yeah. And meanwhile, he missed 10 things that happened on the other side. Of and the then track. it's like done in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I know that's a that's an interesting call. I don't. I was not as thrilled with Skull Island. I do like some of the shots they build, like any time, like the first arrival of Kong, sort of oh, in the in the horizon, yeah, the smoky right? horizon, yeah. and then there was a shot of a huge explosion in his face coming up into it, looking at <laughs> yeah. staring Sam Jackson down. That stuff was really cool, but there were a whole bunch of other shots I just was annoyed by. You know, like every t- chance they had to do like a thing where they throw something like, and it did the slow oh, down yeah, bit. Do I'm that. just so annoyed by that yeah, now. They do that. I, I don't know why. Um, and uh, it was there was some there was some oddly bad filmmaking in the movie too. Like there was one shot. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's interesting to point it out, but there was one shot in that graveyard fight where they don't blow worry, something up. Adam was up. just talking about matte focus and uh, <laughs> feel the depth and all. That. Oh, you're, you're sorry, good, I, I thought we might have people like movies that listen to this. Sorry, Bart. Good point. <laughs> but there's three characters after an explosion on the ground. The next shot, they're up and walking around, and immediately dialogue from the next scene starts. To which we cut away to a scene that establishes that scene, and then we're right into the conversation that we heard the voiceover for. You lost Bart. It does yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, except that it moves a little too fast. And it, like you're the making movie, my point. It was like Independence Day resurgence. The movie was in such a hurry to go somewhere, and I wish it would have slowed down and mm. actually oh, it catered it, to and enjoyed more of the moments that it could have had. What was the runtime in the movie? Because it could have slowed down. It could have enjoyed all those moments because it was there were just so many beautiful moments. Even in the midst of an action sequence, they will get a really beautiful thing. And part of me was just like, yeah, you you could uh, show me that for longer, and I would not complain. There's a dude in there too who says things like, 
should we talk about what just happened? And da, 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 like, he seems like he really, they really want him to be the Hudson yeah. of the group, but somehow he's not iconic, and yet Bill Paxton's Hudson and Aliens is iconic. What differentiates the two? I don't know what it is, except yeah. one's iconic and one is annoying. So anyway, mixed, mixed on that. But best-looking Kong I've seen. That's a good-looking Kong. Yeah, that looks like cool. King Kong. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of yelling. You know, when Kong, I mean, I, every time you see a monster, it goes, which. What movie am well. I thinking of from the 80s where a guy's in a monkey costume and he has sex and he walks. Trading places. God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes! That's funny. I like that. That's your favorite Kong movie? Yeah. All right. By the way, I did see it at the TLC uh, IMAX, and when you say the roar and stuff like that, the speaker system in that place, it's. I saw uh, it at AMC Prime. Yeah, you it was guys, pretty oh, sweet. You talking about trading places? When you hear Dan Aykroyd. good in IMAX. <laughs> uh, some other quick stuff I, mean, I saw because Billy I watched, Ray is looking extra good in IMAX. <laughs> I watch a movie every day, so I watched. Uh, uh, I did catch up on Drunk, uh, Stone, Brilliant, and Dead. Oh, National Lampoon. National Lampoon. They, Doug Tarola. Yeah, if you want to be inspired in the world of comedy, oh. watch the the beginnings and ends of National Lampoon. I mean, that, what a story! Yeah, I had people I'd never heard of. Like, who's Doug Kenny? Well, you come away with. I mean, I yeah. kind of knew who he was. Yeah, produced yeah. Caddyshack, but that, but I didn't know. Yeah, like, so I was happy to be informed about all that stuff because I where hear was, you know you Belushi that or Chevy Chase. Netflix, Netflix, sweet, it's out there. Yeah, um, I saw an advanced screening of Gifted, where Captain America has a daughter who's of high intelligence. Okay. Not surprising, right. but um, that was interesting. Octavia should go to like one of those schools that like the senators send their daughters to. That's the movie. Should she or shouldn't she? Does she be a regular kid or should she one. go and do all that stuff? It comes out in April. I saw an advanced thing. Um, oh, look at you, Mister Insider. Yeah, I mean, it's Mr. Movie Insider. a day. You're getting ahead of time. You, you've <laughs> seen so many movies. You're going forward in time. I'm going Paul. forward in time. <laughs> uh, I saw, um, and then Karen and I saw Everything Must Go with Will Ferrell. Any good? Looks like it has heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an independent movie only with a really good actor in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not particularly... Is that uh, the one where they like, he hears voices? No, that's no. Stranger Than Fiction. Ah, yes. yes. Everything Must it's Go. Really good. He comes home from losing his job and his wife has put everything out on the I like lawn. when Will Ferrell actually goes into the whole indie movie. Once in a while he'll do it. Mm. And I actually always kind of enjoy him. Yeah. Just a different little flavor. Yeah, it's a, it's a, he's a good choice, although he wouldn't think so at first. But now he's starting to build a track record. We're like, yeah, he's a good choice for your indie movie. Put him in you there. Want, if you want a sad old man... <laughs> well, that's what Karen said. I bet she's going to be funny, but also kind of sad. And you know what? It was funny and also kind of yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. So they that's like a, well. I saw Race with Jason Sudeikis. And, uh, you know, he's a perfectly capable dramatic actor for everything that that needs. But the great thing is when you got a guy like Will Ferrell or him, when it comes to that moment where you do have to say something snarky or sort of like chew someone out or something like that, it's like you want Sudeikis or Will Ferrell to be funny in that moment, whereas a serious actor can't pull that off. You know, so it's. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. What? Was John C. Riley good in that movie, Kong Skull Island? He was John C. Riley in that movie, and that was his only job, really. Okay. Uh, I would have given him another one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, every improv, well, I'm sure not every improv, but most of the improvs made it. Uh, I mean, a lot of improv made it. Yeah, I mean, he he gets so many lines, like, off screen, where he just, like, there's another funny thing he said, so they'll just throw it in the background, too. Huh. Yeah, he, he clearly riffed and riffed and riffed. Yeah. yeah, his moment at the end of the film, during the credits, was my favorite part of the whole movie. Wonderful, yeah. 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 Anybody else see anything? Saw Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a very How good... How was our boy Mel? Still directing like crazy? Yeah, I mean, it's a really well-made movie. Um, Andrew Garfield acts the crap out of that role. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Ron and I were discussing as World War II movies go, I like that it was a single event. It wasn't an expansive movie about mm-hmm. the war in general. It was about a single, much like storming the beach. You know, it was it was taking this particular ridge. Um, I mean, all the, all the, the the classic lessons of war are taught. It's just fun. It's you know, get out there, <laughs> you know, have some fun, meet some friends. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> have a weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, try I mean, new things. Like, uh, yeah, get go dirty. Swimming. Get yeah. <laughs> don't don't be afraid to get your your hands dirty. Yeah. Um, Best thing I've seen Sam Worthington in in a while. Yeah. Which one? Oh, he? was he uh, from Avatar? Yeah, Avatar. Oh, oh he yeah. was great in this. Yeah. He was really good. There's an interesting arc to him that uh, has anyone else seen this? No. no, no. Interesting arc to him that that I don't know if it, if if it's genuine because uh, he starts out as a real jerk and he kind of saves the day a little bit in the middle of the movie um, and it didn't bring completely true. Although there was a, a a military aspect to it that you could you could lend that. To and say, oh, you know, but for his service in the military, he wouldn't have been doing this. But because he is, and his son is now in the military, that's where this kind of um, dedication stems from. Otherwise, you know, he was just a drunk, abusive father that you just never thought would stand up and step up to the plate for his kid, which he does. Um, Wait a minute, you're talking about Hugo Weaving? You s- oh, I'm sorry, you said Avatar. I was thinking, yes, I'm sorry, I was thinking the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. They're that's kind of the same. No, movie. Hugo Weaving's good in that movie. Oh, yeah, really? You're right. No, you're yeah, right. I'm he sorry, is Hugo Weaving. Yeah. yeah, not Sam Worthington. But not certainly, it's good too. And Vince yeah. Vaughn is good. You know, it's funny because we just made that joke about Vince Vaughn being a serious actor in Jurassic Park: Lost World mm-hmm. and not and it not working. He actually pulls it off in this one. He's like the drill sergeant barking orders yeah. and yelling at everybody, and his lines are hilarious. And to and to Adam's point, where when he needs to be snarky and condescending and kind of funny, you you want you want him. You want Vince Vaughn giving that line yeah. as long as he can make you believe that he's a hard ass every other moment of the day. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, it's it's a. Brave story. I mean, when they basically say you can go over there and die if you want, and he says, "I want to for my country." It's like, God bless you, yeah. son. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm doing that. Ron, you see anything? Uh, I, you know, I was getting ready on Sunday, and uh, we have our little digital antenna that I love because we bought it for forty bucks, and he brings us channels that are really weird. And there's, oh yeah, there's, you're the second person that has told me dude, about getting best. an antenna, and yeah. then. This just whole world of see television. what happens, man. <laughs> you, there's so much Armenian television, <laughs> and I watch I watch like weird Shogun pieces of Japan, feudal Japan. Wow. It's all subtitled, but uh, you know what was on was the original Bad News Bears. Uh, so I sat down and I watched that. And Bart and I were talking about how like that was a Disney movie, and they like is that right? They like wow. they have like they, there's beers in the end of it that they're drinking. They they say like so many racial slurs. <laughs> well, uh, butter crud, right? The mm-hmm. uh, a oh, buttercup? No, butter the the coach. I can't oh, remember. Oh, uh, uh, Butterworth. Butterworth. Buttermaker. Buttermaker. Butter yeah. yeah, they they call him everything but his everything. name. Buttercrud. Yeah. Buttersnut. Buttersnut. He's drinking throughout the entire movie. He's constantly <laughs> yeah. drunk in front of these seven year olds. Like you, you're playing. Like you're walking through your house, and all you hear one kid just call the other kid like fag, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Was that allowed? And they're just like. All these like slurs, right? It's like this is a kids. This Those is a beloved days. kids movie, and if you you know you they did a remake of that, right? And uh, it was yeah. way more tame, yeah. Ah, uh, because I because that's but it's a great, it's a really uh, fun. Movie. I love that movie when I was a kid. It is a snapshot of a time. You yeah. can count. I think you can count on one hand the number of movies, and and when you're these kids are what maybe ten, eleven, yeah, in the in the movie, and and I just saw uh, at the New Beverly the um, Sleepaway Camp, which also has maybe eleven, twelve year olds. 
Now, we were all, uh, I'll say for the boys at least in this room, we were all that age, and you were a jerk when you were that oh, age. Yeah. And the thing I love about As bad a girl who had to be around boys your age, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right? It's awful. There's the perspective. Yeah. You, yeah, you're just tiny little, you're just like like tiny Horrible. little psychopaths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. everything is wrong with the, the chemical imbalance and how much you think you know about the world and how much you don't. It's the perfect conflagration around 12 years old, right before you turn into a teenager. Oh. And, and Sleepaway Camp, and that is the... One of the two movies I can think of where kids that age are dickheads, and they and that's realistic because <laughs> yeah. you are. They are. I just I love that. Whenever you've got kids that are jerks like that, I think that's just awesome because <laughs> it's realistic. We were. And then uh, and then Tatum O'Neill, right? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, the there's a couple of like um, yeah, the guy who plays. Um, uh, Kelly, Kelly, and he just turns into like uh, he's been in so many great. Jackie roles. Earl Haley. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just to plays a great psychopath, man. Yeah. I mean, the guys, I, I remember, like, it's so funny. I feel like he came out looking like an old man. Like, him now looks the same. It's just like a, it's the same size head on a different size body. And he just has a really just intense wait, look. Just the weight to grow into. Yeah, he just really part. grew into his head. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, wrap up the show with Karen's birthdays. Karen's, look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. All right, let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Miss Megan Follows, who can play anywhere from Anne of Green Gables to a friend of the show. I was going to say, I recognize her from the Movie Guys showcast. Oddly enough, we had her on our show. We learned all all kinds of cool things about Anne of Green Gables. I never watched it as a girl. Never. I don't know what I was doing. Apparently watching Bad News Bears. Not having PBS. Ah, that might be what it is. (laughs) And with an E, man. My sister loved Anne of Green Gables. I have seen it so many times. (laughs) It was huge because I wasn't here for that show, but uh, but I watched and listened. And then a couple weeks later, um, the new girl, they had like a whole joke where uh, her and her girlfriend got together and they got drunk or high or whatever and watch the end of Green Gables. So it's like clearly like a cult thing that they're like, oh, that's a hilarious reference to us watching. Yeah. Well, we all Big know deal. that it's it's probably very uh, lovely and wonderful and all that kind of thing. And there's this cool thing in IMDb where Megan was talking about one of her favorite memories was when Colleen Dewhurst, it, it's her memory with Colleen Dewhurst because she was a real broad of the theater. And she says she was a true thespian, a real deal. And she'd be there smoking her Carlton's right up until they yelled <laughs> action. <laughs> oh, awesome. I just love that she's like, oh, hang on a second. I love that it's Carlton's. Carlton's. <laughs> you never think about how that character smelled. Uh-huh. Now you know. Now you know. What else was kind of fun on IMDb is one of her fun facts oh. is that she is sister-in-law to Sean O'Brien. That's right. Friend of the show. The great Sean O'Brien from uh, Olympus Has Fallen and uh-huh. London Has Fallen and uh, various television shows. Had such fun here, said you got to come on the show, so she came aboard. I just thought that was cute. I was like, oh, we know yeah. both of them. And then this is fun because she's been on tons and tons of movies and stuff, but I have always loved the original X-Files series. And she said that she gave birth to an alien on the X-Files, but it was in just the teaser, so she's dead before the episode <laughs> even starts. Hey, do you get credit for that? You get paid for that? I think you oh. get paid for okay. that. That's where I found it on the IMDb, so... Well, you know who else was? Wasn't it also in Anna Green Gables? Uh, uh, um, what's his face from uh, A Christmas Story? Right? Um, wasn't he in that? Didn't he? Oh, the boy that we Peter talked Billingsley? to. No, 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 the red-haired guy. No, the, t- um, wasn't he the Scott Farkas? No, the Zach one that Ward? was on our show, Zach, Zach Ward. Ward. Zach Ward? I think he worked with her. Yeah, I think he was in that movie. Maybe. I I didn't see it, so I, see I can't it. give you good information. But I'm I will move on and wish a very happy birthday to Common. Common. Let's give it up to Common, who can play anywhere from a real-life rapper 
to a cartoon rapper. Oh, I was hoping I was going to get you to and then give us his real name. His real name <laughs> is Lonnie Rashad Gutierrez. He's a Gutierrez? Mm-hmm, best He's known a by his stage name Common. <laughs> Formerly. He's a Rashad? No. He's a Rashad. His name used to be Common Sense, everybody. Oh. He dropped the sense. Oh, because 50 Cent, right? It's like, yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm Maybe. not quite 50 Cent. <laughs> I was thinking Common Sense. Yeah, like like, like knowledge. He didn't do that. No, no, no. no that because oh. awesome. he could just do the C right? with the whole thing. Yeah, right? exactly. No, he didn't even do that. Come on, Common. So he bailed the whole thing. No, he just did it like the other boring old Common Sense. But. I was a PA on one of his movie shoots, and Which I got one? to be whatever not the one of his music videos, cool. the one that takes place in a courthouse. <laughs> and I, if you look very very quickly, uh, you buy meaning you have to download the video and go through it frame by frame. Yes. You'll see me holding a camera. But that has no flash, but I pretend like it does while they walk into the courthouse. <laughs> and that was my first acting credit in oh, Los Angeles. Look at that, how we bring everything full circle, people. That's what the movie guys are all about. If you work hard, good things happen. <laughs> so you're a PA, and then they just threw you in there because they liked your yeah, work? Yeah, it was a real low-budget shoot. Like, <laughs> Common's like, we must have that guy. And they're like, we'll pay you 50 bucks extra. I'm like, you didn't even need to do that. Uh, like, suckers! Old, <laughs> there are old movies like that. I think Presumed Innocent is one of them with Harrison Ford. And I worked at the movie theaters when that was in theaters, so I watched it all the time. And eventually, after a while, he comes out of the courthouse, and all these people are shoving tape recorders in his face and you just like half of them don't have tapes in them yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start to realize when you, when you frame when you slow it down and you frame by frame yeah you notice all that stuff now uh, believe it or not Common has been in a bunch of movies you have seen John Wick 2 Suicide yes. Squad Selma Wanted Date Night Bart he's in Date Night I think I confuse him with DMX do I? Yeah, DMX hasn't been in movies in a while, I okay. don't think. I think DMX is kind of... And I thought it was kind of neat, Adam. He was all excited about being in two movies that were based on comic books. He was a big fan of Suicide Squad and Wanted. Oh, okay. That's I awesome. I just thought maybe you guys would have that in common. If you ever run in a common, you have that in common. Uh, well, also, what did I do there? I, I, I also, uh, uh, myself, had a brush with Lonnie Gutierrez. Tell and, me about uh, it. <laughs> Lonnie! Lonnie! The black movie soundtrack oh. uh, hey, show. Hey, Lonnie. At, at the, uh, he is a handsome man, by the way. saw him perform there. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And my video played above him for, um, for um, what's the, uh, uh, Selma. For, for Glory. For Glory. Yeah. Oddly, yeah. Uh, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Ron. You probably already know this because you've been on the show thrice, twice before. Many uh-huh. times. Um, but if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's definitely going to happen now that you've the, you're the solo guest. Um, people are going to come up to you all the time now, and they're going to say, hey, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you're going to tell them is, if you've ever wondered what she smells like, she smells wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not <laughs> like Carlton's at all. Thank God. <laughs> and secondly, Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. I do, and I wanted to get that thing where he's rapping on The Simpsons, but I couldn't get it together fast enough. So go check that out, because it's super funny. But I decided, why don't we go with an Academy Award-winning song from Selma, It's Glory. So this is a little common. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men You know, Ron, if you lip sync, this would sound like it's coming right out of your mouth. I, that would be racist if I did it. Really? Why? Because I do it I thought it you were a great rapper. Um, that was amazing, thank you. <laughs> uncommon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that was uncommon. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Common's evil twin. <laughs> 
Well, that wraps another showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys. Individually, we are. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, <laughs> Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense. We're out there. You can get your daily jokes and links from us. Thanks to Comedy's Ron Babcock. Hey! Thank you for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. I'll go back in my hole now. One more round of plugs. Yeah! Oh, hey. March 30th, you can buy this guy on iTunes, and you can go to my website, heyron.com, and it'll have links to send you everywhere where you need to go. And is it Hey Ron for your social too? Uh, hey Ron on Instagram, Ron Babcock on Twitter. Oh boy, couldn't get them together. That's okay, nobody pays. But you go to HeyRon.com. I have links to everything. Someone had Hey Ron at Twitter. Yeah, uh, I paid the guy a hundred bucks for the handle, but then he goofed it. Like he forgot to deactivate it, so I could never, could never get it. Uh, so I'm just Ron Babcock. Like, just my name. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week for our final showcast before we relaunch as an all-video format no in April. No ever! <laughs> I'm all for that. All silent movies. Again, watch That's iTunes and memorizing. YouTube for the new show. Uh, but before then, next week, new movies. March yeah. March wraps up the summer movie season with <laughs> Chips, Power Rangers, and Life. Mm, we will see you like a lamb. It take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome.